Hi everyone, welcome to Raise to Rise podcast, a place where we discuss bite-sized wisdom nuggets with easy-to-follow practices to live a better life. Raise to Rise podcast is supported by Ayurvedic Seva. Ayurvedic Seva is an herbal dietary supplement line set out to change the industry by dedicating the company to quality, safety, and holistic approach on making the wellness journey safe, healthy, and natural. If you want to start adding some natural herbs in your life, then head over to ayurvedicseva.com and use our promo code Raise to Rise for 30% discount. Once again, it's ayurvedicseva.com and use our promo code Raise to Rise for 30% discount. I am your host, Mithal Patel, a parenting junkie, Ayurveda enthusiast, and an advocate of conscious living. Hey, hey, hey. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Race to Rise podcast. So happy to have every one of you join us today. We have a surprise. We have a special person. We have Kathy Walden, who is a Jay Shetty certified coach whose concentration is on spiritual coaching. And as a spiritual coach, she helps people to connect to who they truly are and remove any old beliefs that are holding them back from living the life they want to live. She's also the mother of 26-year-old twin boys that she raised as a single mother since they were 12 years old. And her goal was to raise nice young men that she would have a healthy relationship with through their teenage years as well as their adulthood. And she has accomplished that. And I am so excited to bring her on the show today because as you all know that this is our parenting space and we have a parent who has been through these challenges and the struggles and who has accomplished the goal, the family vision that she had. And now she's working towards her passion. So let's welcome Kathy Walden on our show. Welcome, Kathy. So happy to have you here. Oh, thank you, Mattel. I am so, so excited to be here. I love talking about parenting and I really feel like when we as parents raise our children in a way that helps them to become who they came here to be, that we are just making our world a better place. So I'm a huge fan. And so thank you for being a parenting coach. Oh my gosh, you, you just hit that nail on the head because most of the time we think that, you know, parenting is about kids but you just said it like it's about let them be who they are and just shine their let them shine their own light so I love that you what work you've done and yes this was my calling I really want to work with parents and hence you know we're we're in the by the way for those of you who doesn't know we're both we're both fellow coaches went to same school and where our mission together with Jay Shetty is to impact billions of lives together and hence in the parenting space, hence we're here to share our work. So Kathy, tell us a bit, since you are a mother and you have raised your kids as a single parent, could you please tell us how this journey of parenthood has been for you personally? I, that's such a great question. I think it's interesting because all along I wanted to have a family and raise my family and have a husband and have a wonderful marriage and have a wonderful family. And that wasn't in the cards. And part of that had to do with because I wasn't healed myself. Mm -hmm. So I created a marriage with somebody where we were still pretty immature. Mm -hmm. And then when we divorced, which I, I was growing spiritually and 
you either stay together and you grow together or you grow apart. And we have choices, right? Mm -hmm. We have choices as adults. Mm -hmm. And with my children, the moment my children were born, I felt this huge responsibility on me Mm because I was like, oh my gosh, I am raising these two little babies and they need to be members of society one day. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to screw it up. I mean, this was a bit, this is a big deal. It's a huge responsibility as a parent. Like we don't understand sometimes. Like, I mean, I I remember as, because I was only 22 when I had my firstborn and I was at that time, it's just, you know, it looks so cute. It's so adorable. Mm -hmm. But when the real thing comes, it's like, oh, I don't even know what I'm doing. So (laughs) I'm glad that you brought that point up. Yeah, it was, I remember it being really scary. And of course it was twins. That was a little bit more difficult, but, Mm -hmm. but I also knew as they were growing, I just kind of appreciated every stage they were in. Mm -hmm. And as every stage they went in, I just, I kind of went with them, but I allowed them to be who they were. Mm But one of the things, and we'll talk about this in a few minutes, but one of the things that was important to me was they needed to know that I was their parent and not their friend. Mm. And they needed to know that I was there to hold them in a space where they felt safe. Mm-hmm. And, and because I was able to give them a home of safety, we were able to bring that all the way into, into later years. Now, what's important about this story is when I got divorced, when the boys were 12 years old. Mm-hmm. There was a stigma attached to being a single parent. Oh, well, you're a single mother. That means they're going to get in trouble. I even had a parent not let her daughter date my son in, I mean, not date, but, you know, mm-hmm. go together in like mm-hmm. eighth grade because we were a divorced family. Oh, wow. And I didn't like that stigma because mm-hmm. my children are children. They mm-hmm. are not the adults. They don't get to just run around and do whatever they want. Yeah. I held them to a very to a high standard in there, not just in scholastically, because we know that we can hold our kids stand high standards there, but within their values and their morals, mm-hmm. I kept them at high standards of what I expected from them. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it like that, expected from them. I just, I, maybe I just held a space for them. Mm-hmm. So they knew that they, they could be they that way. If they mm-hmm. Were, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't an, expectation as much as I put that space for them. Mm-hmm. You, and I you basically that, gave that vessel for them to like, you know, swim in and just, just be there. Yes. yes. Feel, at, feel at ease and feel at, uh, you know, with the safety. That's yes. Nice. Yeah. And I noticed that when I watch some of my other friends, I, I'm always observing people and I'm uh-huh. watching what people are doing and I'm seeing what people are doing that I, what I feel is right. And what, uh-huh. what I'm seeing is people making mistakes. Uh-huh. And these are all in air quotes, mistakes. Uh-huh. And yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but when, when I saw that people were doing things right, I was like, ah, oh, I want to emulate that. Mm-hmm. And then I maybe would ask those people, how did you do that? What do you do? Mm-hmm. Or I'd find out more information. Or if I saw mm-hmm. something they were doing that I thought was not, what I agreed with, I'd mm-hmm. go, okay, I don't, I don't want to add that into mm. where my children were. You, you so. made the choices basically according to your values and the morals and what felt right to you at that point then. Yes. Yeah, and what yeah. I noticed was I was not as attached to my children and what my children were doing mm. as my friends were. My friends would were way more attached to the outcome of what their children were doing in Mm -hmm. certain ways. Mm -hmm. And, 
because of that, it kind of held their children back a little bit mm. on, on kind of being who they came here to be. Mm. Look, we all have issues in our life. Yeah. Mine happened yeah. to be with men and, and mm. mine were not with my children. Mm-hmm. And some of that I believe is a God given gift that God gave my children and I, and some mm-hmm. of that is because I took this job so seriously mm-hmm. and it was the, it's been the most important thing I've ever done in my whole entire life was wow. raising children to, like I said, I wanted them to be really nice young men and they are really nice young men. That's amazing. I love that. I, I really love how you didn't want it to be one of those controlling parents who was focused on the outcome of who the kids are becoming or what are they doing. Rather, you focus on let them be who they are mm-hmm. and let them shine their light through. I love I'll that be- concept. I want to give you one example. Uh When my babies, my boys were three years old, they Mm. were in, they were in a daycare Mm. and they had a picture. It was a Christian daycare and they Mm. had a picture of baby of Jesus Mm. and the boy, and they had all the kids color them. And Mm. one of my sons who is now an artist, he colored it with little, little blue here, a little green here, little, like little different patches of colors. Uh He didn't, he didn't draw it in any like white or nothing, none of that. Right. Mm -hmm. He did it a multicolored Jesus. And Uh instead of me saying as a parent, why did you paint him that way? I said, Oh my gosh, I love this. I love that you made Jesus multicolored. I tell you what, that made him go, okay, there are no boundaries then. Uh-huh. I can do whatever I want as an artist. And he is an artist now. Oh, because, wow. Because he knew, oh, well, mom didn't tell me it was wrong. Mm-hmm. The teacher didn't tell me it was wrong. Uh-huh. That, and a lot of times we tell them it's wrong. Exactly. I, you know, that, that's funny that you brought that point up because most of the time what we do is, you know, as, I mean, I have certainly, most certainly have done it with my older son, like the mistake that I've made. And now I'm learning not to make the same mistake with my little one. Mm-hmm. I have done it like when, if he's doing something or like, for example, holding a pencil on his, you know, with the left hand and yeah, the culture, society, whatever. My, my mother-in-law used to say, oh, he's using the pencil. He's going to be a left-handed. No, we have to, you know, we have to have him use the pencil. You got to teach him. You got to, I used to correct him so many times like, Hey, and switches, you know, switch the pencil from his left hand and put it on his right hand. I yeah. have done it myself. Like now I feel so guilty, but I always remind myself that I did what I knew back then. Yes. Now yeah. I know better. So I'm, I'm going to do better. And that's why, that's why this space for, you know, for us to share the parenting mistakes that we have made and the parenting stuff that, that works, like how you were sharing that we don't need to correct our kids. Let them be who they are. And like, you know, because this is what builds the curiosity. So I love that point. I really love that. You know, one of the other things that I have noticed because I know you now personally, you know, in the school and stuff that I have seen you focus on that one aspect. And I think that aspect is going to come. So I really want to ask you, what are those, what are the three main pillars of your parenthood that have helped you in your journey? I think I've, I've been given this some thought because mm-hmm. again, it's, it's so important and you have to find what is right for you, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. these are what worked for me. Mm-hmm. Creating a safe place for my children to have at home, for them to know that they can go out into the big, bad, scary world, but when they come home, they are loved unconditionally. They are accepted for who they mm-hmm. are. That is 
the most important thing that as a parent I could do for my children. Mm -hmm. And because I didn't have it as a child growing up, I made sure and gave it to my children when they were growing up. And again, I can see how that the hardest years, so they say, are the teenage years. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you, because I held a safe space for them when they were younger mm -hmm. and they knew they were loved, our teenage years went way smoother wow. than most people. And, and part of that was because we created that together. That, I'm so glad that you brought that point. So I have seen my husband's teenage cousins and, you know, I've heard, and even on social media, if you talk about, and now that I'm in parenting space, I hear this a lot that parents are having trouble with the teenagers. They're not listening, closing the doors, saying, you know, they're all isolated now. But it makes so much sense when we don't give that space. And, you know, when they're young, of course, they're not going to take that space when you're, when you're forcing that space onto them in their teenage years. And that was, that, that was one of my fears two years ago. I was like, you know, I mean, my son is eight-year-old. Two years ago, I was like, oh, my son is eight-year-old. And I see the teenage cousins, like, you know, how they're, I was like, oh, what if my kid ends up like that mm -hmm. two, three years ago? And I was like, uh-uh, I can't do that. So that's when I started digging deep and researching and studying. And I was like, oh, I yeah. got to learn this whole parenting thing. This is not, this is not, it's not an easy thing, but because normally they're like, oh, now you are a parent. Guess what? This is normal. You're going to, you're going <laughs> to know what to do. And we're just thrown at, we're just thrown yeah. in the role with no skills, no knowledge, no tools, no resources. Exactly. So I'm glad to hear experiences like a mother, like you, how you were saying that the teenage years went so well. Tell yeah. us more about what was the other strategies that, that you think helped you really well in that journey? Okay. And I will. And I want to tell you a story really, really quick about mm -hmm. that very first one about mm -hmm them being teenagers mm. and you're and you're not there yet but you will be but i had a girl a woman that i knew mm -hmm. whose kids were five or six years ahead of mine mm -hmm. and i watched her go through their her daughter's teenage years mm -hmm. and she and her husband stayed connected to their daughters and their daughters didn't get into trouble and they mm -hmm. were they did well in school and they were just well-adjusted kids and i thought okay if i can see her do that then i can do it because I've seen it now as like, it can, it can happen. It can happen. So why right. can't we create that? Right. Mm -hmm. We're, we can create what we want and we mm -hmm. do again, it's back to choices. Yeah. I, okay. no, I really like that, that you yeah. mentioned that because you saw how she was connected to her, her daughters. So yeah. it's possible. Yeah. Anything we want is everything is possible. Impossible says I am possible. And right. you, you made that, you created that space. So I love that. Yes. And, and people can do, I think it's important if you're still married to have the husband and the wife do that. Mm -hmm. When you're in a divorce situation, I still created that within myself. I told my boys when we got divorced, you are not in charge. You are not the man of the house. I'm the man of the house. I'm in charge. Wow. And so they got to be the kids. Mm -hmm. Our children have 18 years to be a child and 60 mm -hmm. years to be an adult. Let's allow yeah. them to be children. Yeah, absolutely. There's no to grow up so fast. That, that is so fascinating how you mentioned like you allow, let's allow our kids to be kids because we have 60 years to be adult. That's amazing and profound because the divorce rate, I mean, let's not even go in statistics, but how you mentioned that you single, as a single parent, you handled it so well and you took the responsibility of 
you know, providing them and give them the space and show them that they are loved, they're mattered, you know, they are, they are heard and seen. And you are responsible to give that safe space to them, yep. which kept them connected to you. That's, that's a great tip out there for parents who are, you know, in this, in this whole single parenting yes. mode or who are, you know, who are trying to do all alone. It's yeah. And as, and, as single done parents, and as single parents, we cannot allow in our children to be our adult mm-hmm. counterparts. Mm-hmm. That is not their job. Mm-hmm. With, that is why we have friends. That's why mm-hmm. we have therapists. That's why we have life coaches. With, that's why we have people in our churches or synagogues or whatever. That is who we go to. We do not go to our children to complain about their dads, their mothers, or any, they're, they're meant to be children, not your best friend. Person. Yeah, like, like you said earlier, right? Yeah. Keep, them, yeah. keep them children and don't, don't try to be their friends. So that just yeah. speaks for that. No, that's amazing. I love that. So my second one is no means no. And when you tell your children no, you're, again, you're holding a boundary for them. And yes. if you say yes after that, then they will know they can play you. Yes. And they know, oh, wait a minute. She said no, but I know that if I say it this way, she's, yes. she's going to say yes. Mm-hmm. And I can remember when my children were really little and one of my sons was bugging um, something that my husband at the time, what, had, that was important to him. Mm-hmm. And, and my husband at the time kept sitting on the chair going, Connor, stop doing that. Connor, stop doing that. Mm-hmm. Connor, stop doing that. Like five times. And I finally looked at him and said, if you would just go over there, pick him up and move him away from there mm-hmm. and then keep him away from there, you don't have to keep yelling at him because he's not listening to you. Mm-hmm. But then you can't let him just go back and you say it again. Mm-hmm. Your no has to mean no. Yeah, and the yeah. reason why this is important when your children are younger is because when they are teenagers, mm-hmm. everything gets bigger. And when yeah. they are out of your house, the consequences are really big. Yeah. So practice it while they're younger and allow them to be uncomfortable. It's okay for our children to be uncomfortable and not happy that they didn't get the toy when you went to target and they asked for the toy in the checkout line. I, there were many times we would do that. And I would tell my children, no, No, no. let me tell you to this day, my children will say, Oh no. When mom said no, we knew it meant no. Oh but my gosh, that is so cool. But when the guy I was dating at the time, but we knew if, if he said, well, maybe, we always knew that was a yes. Mm. <laughs> so that, that's my other thing is make sure your no is a no and yes. do not be wishy-washy. Children need to know that, your, that parents have them. Yes. They don't want to be the parent. They want to make sure, and this will happen as your children grow. Your children will test the boundaries every step every of the step. way. Yep. And you continually just, you hold your ground, you be the parent, and, and no means no. And every once in a while, it's okay to say yes. And every mm-hmm. once in a while, it's okay to say maybe. Mm-hmm. But, but don't make, let your, na- your nose end yes. a yes. Yes. That, that firm boundaries is what, is what we need. It's, yes. it's not about the control, but it's about delivering because... And, and, and I agree to that with that point of, you know, when you, when you train them at young age, it will be easier in the teenage year because yes. I have read, I have read a lot of articles, you know, how things happen and what I have learned and what I've been also practicing that if I say no right now, they will learn to say no to somebody else when they tell them to try something that, that is against their values or morals. 
yeah. so like you know, they would they would be able to be you know okay this is how my mom taught me to say no i can say no you know mm-hmm. so they don't have to go against their will so i really like that the second yes, point definitely. Of, and then my last yeah. one is really for us as parents Woo-hoo. we mm-hmm. have to take care of ourselves oh. we have to there's a reason the flight attendants say put the oxygen mask on yourself first and then on your child yeah. and i've seen the videos and hypoxia sets in i was a flight attendant so i know oh wow and so I've seen the video and within what, 30 seconds or a minute, I mean, hypoxia, and she could not put the lipstick on. And so as a parent, when we are not taking care of ourselves, when we are not giving ourselves self-love, we won't have enough to give to our children. And then we get short with them. We get angry with them. We, you know, and, and trust me, I did all of those things too. I was not a perfect parent, mm. which goes to well, it's not, it's not one of those three, but I want to add this is mm-hmm. it's really important to apologize to our children when we're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason it's important for them to see us do that because we're modeling behavior for them. And I would go to my children and say, I am really sorry. I got mad right then. That wasn't nice of me. And I wouldn't go into the whole depth of everything, but I'd say, mommy's just having a hard time right now. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know what, this isn't forever. This isn't always, but in this moment, I'm having a hard time. I'm so sorry. I acted like that. And I tell you what, my children, because I, I modeled that behavior their whole life. When my son got really kind of short with me and they never got short with me, but he got short with me one time when he was graduating high school. And I said, it's time for you to go to college. <laughs> and yeah. he, looked, he goes, mom, I'm really sorry. But what they loved is that my children were able to come back to me when they were short with me and go, mm. mom, I'm really sorry I was short with you. I'm struggling with this, this, and this. And I just mm-hmm. want you to know it, it wasn't anything you did. I, and I just was like, they never would have done that had I not, again, given them that space to yeah. know that as an adult, we still make mistakes. We are not yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. It, it actually also teaches our kids that it's important for us to accept our mistakes and, you know, apologize or give them that, that breather or the space like, Hey, I did it. It was not you. It wasn't even me. It was just the situation that I couldn't handle and I'm not a perfect and I'm still learning and it's sometimes it happens. And that's, Um, again, and when you, you, and when you're taking care of yourself, then those times where you're going to be shorter with your children will be less minimize yes yes, yeah absolutely and and we want to break the cycles right Mm -hmm. it's important to break the cycles from our our um generations before us yes we want especially if it's something we don't want to keep happening repeating right no i absolutely i i and i always say that you know i need to cut the cords with the the way my parent parented me we gotta we gotta cut that generational cycle that's been happening and if we want to move forward we have to be conscious and we have to be aware of our actions and you know and also yes we have to fill up our cup we have to take care of ourselves otherwise what are we going to give it to them and what are we going to pass it on to them so i love that point of taking care of self those are actually, those were like amazing three pillars. And I, and I hope everybody were able to catch it. And if not, just go back, pause this video, right, like, you know, pause this uh, episode right now and go back and listen to it again. Great insights that you gave, Kathy. Thank you so much. Now that, you know, cause, because you've been through the teenage year, your kids, your kids are adults now. I really want to ask you, what message would you like to give a parent with young children like me? 
we're, um, we're still starting. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I have a 10 year old, but I also have a toddler and it feels, yeah. it's so different for me because my older one is 10 and my little one is three and it's like, oh, I'm starting all over again. So what, what message would you like to give it to parents like me? I would say kind of what I was just talking about with mm. the self-care, but it's model for your children how you want them to act by how you act. Mm. So when we are acting angry or mad, again, it's okay to be angry and mad, but make sure it's for the right reasons. Mm. You know, when your child runs out into the middle of the street, it's okay to be upset. Right. That is a time when, because danger. their life mm -hmm. is in danger. Yep. When their life is in danger, that is a time to be upset. But again, when you're getting really short and angry with your children, think about, okay, why am I angry? And is it about my child and what they did or something else going on in my life that's mm. making me unhappy and I'm taking it out? So I would say model for your children how mm. you want them to act. Again, you do not have to be perfect. This is not about being perfect. Absolutely. This is about being real. This is about apologizing when you are having a hard day. This is about, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. This yeah. is yeah. my... It's all about modeling the behavior you want. If you want them to see a healthy marriage, get your marriage healthy. Mm. If you want them to see that we love each other, then don't talk badly about other people who are from different races and different cultures. Oh, amazing. I love that point. It's like, it's like you know, what Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. We got to be that change for if we want that, we want our kids to be that or, you know, be in that world we got to create that world for them first because they can't create yeah. themselves at that young age so let's create it for them so that they can see it and they can go out and share the same that's so right I, become, yeah. become who you want them to be <laughs> absolutely i i love that thank you for for that reminder i'm gonna keep that reminder again uh, and keep reminding myself so after all these i mean your your kids are young and you gave you gave us like great tips and stuff so now that you are in coaching and, you know, your current passion is all about coaching and stuff, tell us about, because you're a spiritual coach. And so I would, I would love to know why spiritual coaching? I've been on a spiritual journey for 25 years. I, wow. I remember being in church one time um, mm -hmm. and my children were, were babies mm -hmm. and I was with my then husband and mm -hmm. the, the minister was speaking and I was thinking, okay, he, my husband needs to hear what he's saying. And all of a sudden I heard this voice come to me and say, no, Kathy, you need to listen to what the mm -hmm. minister. And that shifted things for me. And all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute, I have to change how I'm doing things in order to become the person I want to become. Okay, I have to share this. This is so incredible. Like everything that you're you're saying right now, it feels like, man, that was me. That was really me. So this this is about three years ago when I started my spiritual journey, and of course, a lot of my friends knows that you know me and my husband had issues. My husband was on a, you know he he was on a substance abuse journey, and mm -hmm. he was also like depressed and stuff. And once I heard something. Um, it could be from Jay Shetty or it could be from, you know, somewhere. And I said, oh, I got to share this video with my husband. And I literally actually forwarded that video. And that night, like I had that, I, I had that thought like, was that video really for him or was that for me? Wow. Like I had that, I had that, you know, profound realization. Like, was that for me or was that for him? I didn't take it seriously. 
And then two years ago, because I joined the genius program of Jay's, my coaching and I invested in my growth. And I asked him a question and I said, you know, I really want him to, I really want him to get better. I want to help him. And he goes like, well, if you are, you know, if, if somebody is drowning in the water, but you don't know how to swim, how are you going to pull them out? You need to work on yourself first. You need to get strong. Are you capable of getting him out of there? Or should you go and ask for help? And so he's like, focus on yourself first. And that was the time I was like, man, all this time, I thought I need to fix my husband. No, yes. I need to fix myself. Yeah. And it's so amazing that you, you're saying that right now. That is just so... Now, everyone who's listening right now, it, me and Kathy, we've never had these kind of conversations before. This is the first yeah. time ever that we're talking about parenting or a spiritual journey. Most yeah. of the time, it's all about like, okay, it, learning about you know, how to be a, a good coach or learning about the skills as a coach. And yeah. today is the first time that we're sitting together and everything's like tallying. And, and, and you know, it actually, it's giving me that that confirmation that you know what but just because you know you you have been a mother for so long you have raised your kids you know and they are who they wanted to be yes it gives me that confirmation that i am on the right path <laughs> yes definitely and and trust yourself right i mean it's and and it's not easy being a parent is not not an easy. easy job anybody mm. who says oh you're just a i stay at home with my kids and they're like oh you're just stay at home mom and i'm mm. thinking wait a minute, I'm the one who's, again, making sure my children will be members of society yeah. later. That's a pretty big deal. You know, yeah. I mean, I may not be selling millions of dollars this year, but yeah. making sure that my children will be able to not, I don't know. <laughs> There's so many things I can say about yeah, that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, an important it, job. It, yeah. it is, it's an absolutely important job because, you know, they are going out in the world tomorrow when you know when they're out and ready and yes they are going to be you know part of society so it's it's about how we're raising them and how they're going to affect the humanity so that's exactly. you know it, because that's our that's like a main thing we're here like we're as as a human beings we're here to heal each other we're here to you know to be kind right. to, with each other and love each other well and keep in mind our children are here for their journey too mm. if, they're not here. Well, they're here for our journey to, to help us to learn and grow for ourselves. Yeah. We all have our own journey and our yeah. own path we're on. And we need to allow our children to experience that. Again, we mm -hmm. protect them because we protect them, but, it, but we don't protect them so they can't go out into the world. Mm -hmm. Our job is to have our children be able to go out into the world, not to stay home with us forever. Absolutely. I love that. Again, we, we just, we started spiritual coaching and then we went yes. back to parenting. We're like so passionate about it. Well, and you know what? I, to, and now you know why spiritual coaching is important mm. to me. Because when, when I can talk with you about your inner life, mm -hmm. that is going to affect your outer life. It's and so absolutely. that's why spiritual coaching for me is important. I, I've done, like I said, I've been on the spiritual journey 25 years. I've been in lots of different places. The mm -hmm. coaching has been kind of the not the final because I'll still continue to grow, but it's been such an important part of my mm. journey in growing my self-esteem and helping me to realize I do want to serve people. And that is really important to me. And now I'm able to live my purpose out. Whereas mm. before I raised my children, that was my purpose. Mm -hmm. Raising my Absolutely. children. One of my purposes. Yep. 
And now I'm able to go into this other part. It's a new, it's a totally new book in my life. It's yeah. really a new book, not a new chapter. I'm in a whole new book. Oh, that's amazing. But you are, okay. So definitely I do want to, I do want to mention this, like, you know, all this throughout the conversations, what I um, noticed that you are all about the inner journey. You yes. have been, you have been, you know, every time we, whatever we've talked about, everything came and it was all about, you know, healing the inner wounds, or it's all about internally, what are we doing? Nothing about you haven't said anything about materials. It's all about the it's all about the inner world, nothing about the outer world. Because like you said, if we shape our inner world, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna mold our our outer world. So I I love that. So just because you know, I, I really want others to benefit from your from your services as well. If you can tell us about your current projects, and how can you know, um, others can get to you. Great. Well, I'm on um, Instagram on Kathy Walden Spiritual mm-hmm. Coach. I I will do videos. Um, mm-hmm. I try to keep them very short because mm-hmm. I know myself. I have a short attention span, so for me, uh-huh. I like very short to the point. Mm-hmm. So they can find me on there. I did before Christmas. I did a 12 days before Christmas self. Yes, I loved it loved because it. I am all about self care. Because again, mm-hmm. you take care of yourself. You love yourself and you can then go out and serve the world. Absolutely. Because that's what you radiate, right? Yes. Yes. And then on, um, I have Kathy Walden on Facebook or Kathy Blackburn Walden. If people, that's my personal page. I'm totally okay with anybody following So every, everyone, well, we're going to share all these links uh, in our show notes. So make sure you check her out. And yes, you're absolutely going to love her videos because she actually radiates that energy that's going to penetrate you and you're going to want to, you're going to want to have these conversations with her and not hang up, you know, not whether you do the zoom calls with her or however you do the, you know, make sure you go check her out and, you know, literally work with your inner world as she guides you. She's, she's a great, fantastic coach. And of course a great parent. Now I, now I know all about your parenting journey. I am obsessed now. Now watch, I'm going to be in your DM and I'm going to be on your phone all the time ringing you. Hey, Kathy, what do I need to do now? Yeah. You know what? Yes. I mean, I am here for anybody. And of course I love coaching, but what I love about the videos too is I I don't want to always be selling everything. Mm. Not everything has to be money. Money exchanging is good, but also giving people information that is just good for them. So Mm. again, they can start healing themselves. I'm okay with that too, right? Absolutely. So, and that's why I like doing the videos and just kind of sharing myself. So yes, if you want to send me a message in my DM and say whatever you want to say, I'm up for it. Very good. Thank you. I really appreciate. So thank you, Kathy. We appreciate your time, your efforts, and most importantly, all the wisdom that you just gave us today. Amazing, incredible. You are such an incredible parent and you have done a fantastic job and you're still doing a fantastic job by helping others, you know, heal their inner world and work through their limiting beliefs and, you know, go through them. And because they're so important to work with our limiting beliefs at the moment and because that's what's stopping us. And you are here to guide us to be who we are and who we are meant to be. So Thank you for your services. Thank you that for everything that you're doing. And yeah, thank you for coming to our show. Oh my, Mittal, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that we could sit and talk about parenting. That 
is just an amazing for me. So thank you so much. Thank you again, everyone. So make sure you tune in next week where we're going to be bringing lots of more coaches, but this is not about selling. It's about their journey. It's about how we can learn from these coaches and how can we benefit and heal our inner child, heal our, you know, work through our inner. So because we're all about, we're about like working from inner to outer layer, not the other way around. So stay tuned and thank you for coming to our sacred space. Thank you for a conscious chat, Kathy. We appreciate you and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Race to Rise podcast. We would absolutely love to hear your thoughts about today's episode. Please let me know you have listened to this episode and fill me with your aha moment. Share it on Instagram, tag me with hashtag Race to Rise or at Race to Rise and I would love to share those to my stories and shout you out there. I would also love if you can subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It's our brand new podcast launch, and we have some bonus giveaways going on for the top raters and reviewers. Also, I would love to send you my 7-day parenting journal absolutely for free. All you gotta do is leave me a review in the iTunes store, take a screenshot, and email it over at racerisepodcast at gmail.com. Again, take a screenshot of the review and email me at racerisepodcast at gmail.com and I will send you the 7-day parenting journal absolutely for free. Thank you so much for being the active listener of this podcast. I am so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you for raising your consciousness and rising as joyful beings.